Welcome to the Offshore Club's most riveting and revealing offshore lifestyle podcast, Open Mic with Mike Cobb. For more than 20 years, Mike has worked and lived in Caribbean countries from north to south and the Atlantic to the Pacific. Nobody knows it better. And now, here is your offshore ambassador at large, Mike Cobb. Hi, this is Carter Clues, and welcome to Open Mic with Mike Cobb, the the international uh, entrepreneur investor extraordinaire. And today, we're going to talk about Nicaragua, what I consider, frankly, one of the great lifestyle investment and monetary investment uh, countries, I think, in the world, certainly in, in Central America and in the Caribbean. Mike already owns a gorgeous resort there. Mike, let's talk about Nicaragua, Grand Pacifica, and what folks can look for for themselves if they want to invest or live in that gorgeous country and gorgeous resort. Sure, Carter. Hey, uh, you know, good to, good to be with you. It always is. And, uh, you know, I, I, I absolutely love Nicaragua. I know that's a pretty contrarian statement. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of folks my age, your age, uh, you know, uh, remember the Iran-Contra, Ali North, sort of that whole you know, the, the, the Civil War, a horrible, horrible civil war in Nicaragua from 1979 to 1989. And and so that that's, you know, look, the news media, if it, you know, if it, if it bleeds, it leads. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, when the Civil War ended in uh, what ended prior to 1989, but they had their elections in 1989 and Doña Violeta Chamorro was elected and 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 the country became, you know, democracy. And and uh uh, you know, and 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 the news media left. There was no more blood, right? If, you know, so the, and yeah. so if, if the, the last thing that our generation remembers, Carter, is you know war and strife and and right. But but for forty years since we've haven't had we don't have any news. There's been no news because no. nothing's bleeding, right? So anyway, so it's, it's the, their obsession. It, it always amuses me because you know I worked with Ronald Reagan back mm -hmm. in the days when we were trying to get rid of Ortega. Yeah, it's turned out he had free elections. Look, the country. Here's one of the reasons you don't hear about Nicaragua. It's the safest country in Central America. Yeah. Nicaragua has eight murders per hundred thousand people. Yeah. The United States has five. So I'd say <laughs> that's a pretty safe place to be. Well, and, it is, Carter. Yeah. You, you know, I lived there. I moved there with yep. my blonde wife and tow-headed daughter. Uh, two-year-old daughter back in 2002. And the only reason I mentioned that they were blonde and toe-headed is because we didn't look Nicaraguan at all. Like we did not blend in. I mean, and we lived there for 14 years as a family. And we had a second little daughter that came along and, you know, in, in 14 years, uh, you know, the only incident of crime that we ever experienced was our security guard slash Queador, you know, guy um, took some some of my pants off the back line when they were drying. And and that was it. I mean, in 14 years, that was the crime we experienced as a family. Uh, but let, let me also say that, you know, unless I was off, you know, at a wedding, you know, like weddings go all night. But anyway, but I mean, unless I was out for something like a wedding, I was home in bed uh, you know, by midnight every night, right? I mean, I think yeah. might have been at ten weddings over fourteen years or something that kept me out till four in the morning. But but like literally, if you're home in bed by midnight, like you know, and just use common sense, like yeah. it's a very very safe country. 
my 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 point about crime is crime is local. Like I'm here in Boston right now, getting ready to fly over to the Azores. We talked about that last week um, for the Golden Visa program there. Uh, but uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure there are places in Boston that I could go looking for trouble. I'd find it. But you know, I'm I'm over here in Waltham, and you know what? I'm there's no trouble to be found, best I can tell. And and I was asleep by nine thirty last night, so. <laughs> you're in boston having a near life experience (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly right all right let's talk about so nicaragua is stunning beauty safe um wonderful people wonderful people yes and and you started grand pacifica and folks let me make clear if you invest in, in Grand Pacifica, it may be the smartest investment you've ever made. I think your your return on investment is going to be much better than Wall Street, which is average 10% per year, you know, a random walk. And you're going to have a gorgeous, beautiful home in a wonderful country. But we're not here to sell you that. I'm personally here to sell you on buying something in Nicaragua. And I think if you and I go to ecidevelopment.com and check out Grand Pacific if I were you. But Mike, let's go back and talk about what happened. How did you one day look at Nicaragua at the beach and say, I'm going to build the most beautiful residential resort community, one of the most beautiful in Central America here? What happened? How how'd that come about? Well, you know, th- th- believe it or not, that story actually starts in Belize about five years, well, four years prior to the owning the property in Nicaragua. But but you know, in Nicaragua specifically, you know, we were just looking for a piece of property where we could develop. Really, I, I would call it the blank palette, right? The the the, the blank canvas. Uh, so often, you know, when, when you come into a development situation, you're, you're you're coming in to rescue a project, which is how we got started. We rescued a failing uh, hotel in Belize, and that was how we got started. But but that was somebody else's dream turned nightmare that we were able to turn around. And so one of the things that, that's fun uh, is when you can find a piece of property that's truly a blank canvas and, and, and let your artistic team come in and figure out what's doable. Let your, your I'm going to call them the scientific team, your engineers and, and finance people to come in and, and, and work to let you know what's feasible, right? So you have what, what, what's desirable from the artists, right? And you have what's feasible from the engineers and the finance people and blend that together to come up with something that's just truly awesome, yet very developable, very right. practical, right? And so we were able to do that in Nicaragua. The piece of property is three and a half miles of beach. And just imagine that, Carter. The property is three and a half miles long on the beach and a mile deep. And 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 we, you know, it took about a year, honestly, from from we bought it in two thousand, and uh, and it wasn't until two thousand one we we really got this comprehension that that we were building a town, right? We were building a town. I mean, it's three and a half miles by one mile. That's a town, right? Town, and yeah. Yeah, so, so we we hired a group of folks out of Pittsburgh that had designed Walt Disney Celebration and a bunch of other uh, towns uh, across the United States, and and we brought them in to help us design our town. Uh, so that that's how we got started. And, you know, and, and something we referred to the last time was, you know, going out and hiring local architects that carry a traditional sensibility uh, so that so that what we built was very, very authentic to uh, the colonial cities of Leon and Granada. Wow. Uh, and wow. yeah, just building something beautiful and wonderful that that blends with the history of the country. 
uh, and then doing it affordably. Homes that start, you know, right under a hundred thousand, oceanfront condos on the Pacific Ocean, starting about one fifty. Uh, and then, you know, some, we have some million dollar homes too. People have come in and bought an oceanfront lot and built a build a beautiful home that, you know, anywhere else, I mean, in California, it'd be eight, 10, 15 oh, million. Easily. easily right? In Nicaragua, it's it's a million, right? Oh. So it's right. The value proposition to be able to own a beautiful home on the Pacific or a beautiful condominium on the Pacific uh, for, for, for pennies on the dollar of what you would pay uh, for it in the U.S. is is tremendous. And, and so, you know, our clients are folks that, in many cases can't afford California, right? And so they're like, that's not happening. But what's interesting, Carter, is a lot of our, uh, a lot of our property owners are people who pr probably can afford a $5 million house, you know, in California um, or a $10 million house on the beach in California, but who choose to come, you know, invest 500,000 for a home or a million for a home and put the rest of the money to work, you know, somewhere else. That's fantastic. And let's be clear about two things. One is that when you talk about a beachfront home for 150,000. That, that's a condo. Sorry, that's a condo. condo. That condo, condo probably in, in Miami or the California coast could be a million and a half to $2 million. It's just that simple. Yeah. Yeah. It would Absolutely. be a multiple of that number. Correct. It'd be a multiple of that number. Yeah, right. And I want to make clear because I think it's important to people. You're not building... <laughs> You don't build housing developments, okay? No. <laughs> you know, I I have a place up in West Virginia. My wife drive by. They're, they're building these housing developments out there in the middle of what once were cow pastures. Right. And they are, they put in a road and they put these prefab houses. Yep. They're, but there, there is nothing there. It's not a community. And I want to go back to that with you. You said community and explain yep. that with grandpa. If, Pacific, if you don't mind. Well, sure. And thanks for picking up on that word because yeah. I do use that word intentionally. Uh, you know, and 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 there's a way to create community. There's, it's a, it's actually it's in our business plan, and and there's I don't know twenty pages of our business plan talk about this because truly it's the secret sauce, Carter. That it is the secret sauce of what we do. And and so I'm going to use an example out of the Panhandle of Florida. Uh, there's a place called Watercolor, and they are they are selling. 12th of an acre. So that's about 3,500, 4,000. I'll call it, call it a 10th of an acre, 4,000 square foot lot. That's not the house. That's just the land, 4,000 square foot lot for right. a mill, mill and a half, 2 million bucks. And literally, and it's not even on the beach. It's a half a mile from the beach, right? Literally, you could go, you could get in your car, drive six miles east or west of watercolor, and you could buy a quarter acre with a small house on it for, for 500,000. And so empirically, you would say to yourself, well, that's the better deal. I mean, a, you know, a quarter acre or more, which is like three times the property with a small house on it for half the price. Like if you were just looking at numbers totally objectively, that's the better deal. Yet for some reason, many, 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 many people are shelling out a mill, mill and a half, two million bucks or a piece of dirt and then build a house on it for, for twice, three times the price. Why? Why? Well, and it's the not a community. It's just one little cracker box house next to the other. Right. Community. 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 People want community. People will pay for community because it's valuable. And so, you know, when you can build true community, you create the heart space, Carter, the heart space. It's yeah. a place where people can yeah. hang out with one another. And here's the thing about overseas community. This is what's exciting is that the 
again, we're all different people. We come from different backgrounds, maybe different political philosophies, different work backgrounds, different religious backgrounds, blah, 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 blah. We're all different people, right? Right. But here's the thing that I've found in 25 years of, of doing business as ECI development, right? I have found that a spirit of adventure, or, or as we like to call it, the adventurous soul is the thread that really weaves uh, all the folks who either invest or live overseas. And so when you're around people who share this adventurous soul, there, there's a camaraderie, there's a spirit there that's that's palatable and it makes the community vibrant and exciting because we are exciting people. Let me just tell you, Carter, you you own a couple properties in Honduras. Yeah. You have an adventurous spirit, and 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 yeah. and it's one of the reasons that I think so many people love to expat. And when and when they expat and then come back to the states, which I have done, we kind of feel like something's missing a little bit. And you know, it's interesting. There's a uh, Lord of the Rings, the last the movies. The, I don't know if you saw them or not. Uh, Everybody but, saw them. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, I've read the books. Yeah, I read the books, and you know, right. all kind of stuff. But the movie, for whatever reason hit me hard in this one scene that I never picked up in the books. Uh, well, maybe because it's when I saw the movie versus when I read them. I read them in high school and in college. I saw the movie as an adult. And I saw the movie while I was living in Nicaragua. And the third movie, uh, when uh, when Frodo comes back to the Shire and Sam gets married to his girlfriend, the bartender, and, and like they're having this big party. And there's this moment. Um, uh, I'm getting choked up again. There's this moment when when uh, Frodo realizes he can't come back to the Shire because the Shire is no longer home. Mm -hmm. And, and you know what? I, I remember crying. I remember finding myself crying in the movie theater, like just, you know, not sobbing, but I mean, just tears running down my face with this realization that like, I, I probably can't go home because home isn't that anymore. Right. And so I did move back to the States. I've been back in the States four years. Uh, we moved back because our daughter got a, a beautiful high school dance opportunity with the Joffrey ballet program in New York city. So we wanted to be closer to New York than Managua. Right. Um, but I can tell you, Carter, that, that spirit of adventure, uh, the folks that we made as friends, the community that we built living in Nicaragua was powerful and profound. And, and it changed me in ways that, I didn't realize until that moment in the movie theater just how profoundly I had changed as a human being uh, because I had found a community of people that I truly enjoyed being around. So anyway, careful. If you become an expat, it's going to bite you. Yeah. I, look, look, I lived in Honduras 10 years ago. It's hard to believe. And obviously, we're going to move back again. But I, I miss it every day. Just a yeah. simple, wonderful lifestyle that was there. And so so I, I agree. And particularly when you talk, and I love the idea of a community of people with a commonality of interest. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of it. And what you've done is made it so people have places to go eat, to congregate, to get, oh, yeah. have a cup of coffee. So yep. it's just, you have, you have made you know, you mentioned California, and I, I couldn't help but think to myself, the difference between California and Grand Pacific and Nicaragua is people are fleeing from California. <laughs> They're fleeing to Nicaragua. It's just that simple. <laughs> funny, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. Funny. yeah, right. Sort of the price and a better lifestyle. So, folks, check it out, ecidevelopment.com. Yep. Check it out. Get their Nicaragua handbook, right? And the Nicaragua handbook is free. Yep. ECIdevelopment.com. Check out Grand Pacifica. I'm going to bet you as you start looking into it more and more, you're going to find 
you want to be part of that community. Mike, thank you very much. Thanks for giving us the history there and, and, and the future. It's fantastic. Thank Absolutely. you. Thanks, Carter. For more information on the Offshore Club or to contact Mike Cobb, visit offshore.club today. Offshore.club. See you next time at the Offshore Club.